is up, everyone? Uh, this is the Scope Exposure Podcast. It's it feels weird to be doing this intro off of not recording an episode for God feels like forever. Um, but for those that are avid followers of the show, um, know that I made my transition back to Alberta. So we're back in Calgary in the in the 403 area code. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that this the listen up episodes are audio only because, um, you know, Jack can kind of see the the makeshift setup, the the work in progress setup that we have because you know we literally just got into this new spot like just a few days ago. So I don't have the podcast studio um fully set up yet, but you know, as they say, the show must go on. Um and you know, new music is still dropping. So it uh it's feels good to, you know, do the first um, you know, podcast with me back in Alberta for listen up and you know, I'm, I'm stoked to do it with Jack as always. Cause I feel like there's a lot of things for them and I to catch up on. So welcome, welcome oh, back. Yeah. The, the months dude, of us doing this, just like they just fly by so quickly. Uh, they honestly do, man. It's crazy that there's only uh two months left of this year. And I'm already start, starting to think about, I even think this is weird. You ever had a dream? where you it's so realistic to what you do in your normal day that you believe it as like a memory a thousand percent i i feel like i had a dream last night about people talking about their year end list and i think it's just me stressing that like i need to make <laughs> one i was like oh fuck, i haven't done this yet uh but yeah it, it's good to, to see you back in, in in the homeland even though your your wall and decor is, is you have the the naked appeal going right yeah. now it's just blank i feel blank like camera. i would have gotten into this a little bit more but um the in-laws are coming down uh later tonight um to help with just additional move and stuff and uh we have a, a bedroom in the basement um that they're going to be sleeping on but by the time that they're gone this will be turned into the office and podcast studio as well so you know literally this is the podcast straight out of the closet like if Maybe I can just do a quick little phone, uh, you know, mirror so Jack can have a bit of an idea what we're working with here. So I don't know if you can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Almost is like dormitory-esque. <laughs> uh, like Very dormitory-esque. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, you know, sometimes I feel rushed to do these episodes. Um and uh I wanted to kind of allow some space for for Jack and I to to more so shoot the shit for a little bit because you know i feel like that's a a must needed thing uh for for this episode specifically and you know again there's just so so much new things um recording this episode uh jack was giving me crap because i'm holding my microphone versus having it on my tripod arm and the only reason that that is happening is because i have lost a specific piece of that tripod uh, arm mount. So up until then, I'm just kind of like, it brings me back to very early beginning days of the podcast where I would hold the microphone and have to set it down when the guest was speaking. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's, it's been, it's been cool to be back because it hasn't felt like this huge gap of time where I've been away for so long. Mm -hmm. It just kind of feels like we just fast forwarded through the summer, um, which is, I don't know. It's definitely very like cool to just like see the 
skyline that I'm used to, like go to the mm-hmm. coffee spots and like certain things that I'm used to. So, um, yeah, it's good to be back. Now, dude, I, like I said, this, it feels more appropriate, even though I, I was digging where you were over in uh, Eastern Canada. I feel like it just makes sense. You have, I wish people could see the, the fit you have on and you got the Western Canada fit. <laughs> yeah. We're back in action. Yeah, I'm wearing a, a comeback kid hoodie, and then I'm wearing a, a a like a toque that just has a big W on the front of it, which stands for Winnipeg. So uh, unintentional uh, matching. Um, Wait, yeah, what what'd you just call that? What a toque? Nothing on your head. What is that? <laughs> We're gonna get into this <laughs> so early in the episode. So I'm sorry, dude. I just don't know it, that word. A toque is the Canadian way of saying a beanie. Man. So T O Q U E. That's how you spell that. Oh my God, dude. Why'd you have to make this so complicated? I don't <laughs> like it, but like, I'd be so pissed as a child to be like, wait a second, I could just spell beanie and then have to deal with a Q word. Like, yeah. like, because that's always trips you up. He's like a toque, like a right. toucan. Yeah. Okay. I always, I always got tripped about it because, you know, being a, a big nerd, I would be playing Super Smash Bros. Melee. And when I would play Sheik, uh, when mm. uh, she would do her up B where she kind of like um, she kind of like goes into like a puff of smoke. She makes a noise yeah. that sounds like she's saying took like, so yeah, I would just I like, remember. she yeah. is Canadian. You've heard it here first. Dude, background lore and super smash brothers characters. God, I remember getting the game, man. I really do. I remember getting super smash bros for Christmas on the Nintendo GameCube and that shit made my entire life in an elementary school. I know that my GameCube is packed somewhere deep in our storage unit. And like the first thing that I'm doing is once I find that box is like pop that sucker up and, you know, just run, run some, uh, honestly, like even the, um, no, I'm thinking of brawl, the, the brawl storyline, like the campaign is really, really good. Um, but Mm. yeah, I want, I want to be able to bust out, um, I've been playing a lot of uh, the new Pokemon games recently, which has been really, yeah. really exciting. Um, but okay. I got yeah, I got to yeah, bust yeah. out some some melee once I get into it. Um, what are you doing? Real Bev? quick before we jump in here, because yeah. I want to ask you a question. Please, before you get too lost, what 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 is I guess your top five favorite uh, Nintendo GameCube games that you can think of? Because I can give games? off my five. Yeah, I can give off five right now. I think. Um, what are Obviously, yours Super first? Smash. Super Smash, Luigi's Mansion. They had a follow-up to the original Star Fox that was on the 64 uh, that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I know there's some like Pokemon games on there that I could just say vaguely, like any Pokemon game that was available. I, I played it. And then, um, oh my gosh, there's one that's like escaping me. Maybe, uh, oh, I think I know what it is. I think you could do. It might have been for the sixty four, but you could. Do you ever play the pod racing game, the Star Wars pod racing game? Uh on on sixty four. Yeah, I don't. Oh, the sixty four game. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Oh, God, I I love that game so much. So if I can't pick that one, it's going to be probably an F zero GX, like another racing mm, futuristic yeah, yeah. game. It had Captain Falcon in it, I think. Yeah. So link. Yeah. So that would probably be my five. I think my five would be um, melee. Super Mario Sunshine. 
I feel like that's a classic. That I feel like you can't yep. say GameCube without saying Animal Crossing as well. Yeah, I, I just I didn't even know about it until it resurfaced on the the, the Switch yeah. or whatever the console is. So I was an OG I was... Animal Crossing head. Like I, okay. I understand that like COVID lockdown and everyone's like picking that game up and getting obsessed with it and putting hundreds of hours into it, but I already put hundreds of hours into uh into the the GameCube version, um, so that's three. I'm trying to remember what I have in my arsenal. I think like Pokemon Coliseum was just like a really awesome Pokemon game that wasn't um, it wasn't like eight bit because we were just mm. getting into the uh, you know three D aspect of everything. Um, yeah. I guess outside of like Stadium and Stadium Two, but um coliseum and then this is more the personal pick um there's a game called i ninja that i would play and this is some Ooh. this is more end game lore but um how we got the song name feel my steel is from that game okay so interesting the, the game is right. like just like a hack and slash like moving you know like you're in a level and you just kind of move throughout until you get to the final end but when you're just hacking through uh like through like alien samurai essentially is what it is mm -hmm. um your main <laughs> character will just you know blurt off random things like uh the blade is cold huh or he would say feel my steel and i was just like that is so hard so yeah that's how i we named I like that the, i like that that vaguely sounded like uh waluigi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe but that's why I like that game so much because I'm mad fuck with Waluigi. Um, what are you doing bev wise for the episode? Oh, I mean, I just got my my traditional Starbucks coffee. This because like on the way to the office, there's one really close. So I guess this is how I describe it. In the morning, I just need a coffee. I don't need hmm. something. I almost feel like it'd be weird to start your day with something spectacular. And you're setting yourself up for having like a slow decline. Like, oh, it's right. not, that's the peak of my day. So I want to kind of end on a good note. So like later tonight, I'm going to go to my favorite shop and get something. But especially because it's kind of cold here, dude, it dropped uh, in the period of three days, I think 50 degrees. So it was like 29 degrees last night. And it was like 82 or three days ago. So it's been, it's been kind of fucked up. So I just got a warm coffee to get my, my the juices flowing. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm also doing just the the last remains of of my morning coffee. Um, you know, made at home, but we I wanted to shout out the beans that we use because we got it from a friend as like a welcome back kind of present. So, um, if you go literally the furthest west that you can go in Canada, you'll hit a little town on Vancouver Island called Tofino. So that's from their roasting company. Um, it's like a Columbia blend with sweet citrus, black tea, and apricot. And it is tasty Dude. as fuck. I've told you my my love for apricot, just the fruit. Yes, I love. Oh my! Jack is melting right now. I am, dude. <laughs> something about apricots. I, I I don't know why. I, I think it's just a weird family choice. My my family always made weird dietary choices, which makes it sound like kind of strange. But like they would just be like, "Oh, we're gonna give you apricots as a child," and it's like not. I don't feel like that's a normal thing for. I guess a regular American, you just like, oh, here's an apple for dancing. Nah, fam. Here's yeah. here's your here's yeah. your apricots. Uh so 
this is a warm place in my heart, especially if they're dried. Yeah. Oh God, dude. But you ready to dive into these tracks? Before I we... am. Um, you are starting us off here with yeah. a indisputable pick for, for top <laughs> picks for October. So tell me what you got. Yeah. I don't think there's been, since we've done this, any hold my own release that we've missed that we haven't put a track on. I'm pretty sure we've covered maybe everyone. That might be true, which, you know, I know that Jack and I have had separate conversations about, we got to make sure that we don't do repeats. But like, even when I was putting this list together, I think that there are some Mm -hmm. definite repeats um, from past years as well, Uh, or not past years, past month uh, recap episodes. But I mean, when the tracks hit, I keep, yeah. So this one, is uh i think this one actually premiered on uh this is hardcore podcast it's pnm or myself off the in my way album i hold my own um i remember i think i don't know if it was when we were the last time we played one of their songs i think you were telling me that there uh maybe it was when we were talking to Anshit, um and he was alluding to the fact that there might be a a longer release out towards the end of the year mm-hmm. and it had the fucking it had me going and <laughs> I, it never disappoints me dude like i think what's kind of stand out about this one i think they've solidified their sound a little bit more gone a little bit tighter um i almost had trouble picking a song the other one i was gonna pick had um if, if you're familiar with like the 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 Mongo voice of uh, uh, <laughs> he pulls out on the, some of the Mongo uh, vocal stylings a little bit more, which is which is nostalgic for me. But this song is I remember walking into a Starbucks in the morning listening to this because I was on the, on the podcast and I was looking at the doors like I'm just gonna fucking kill everybody as soon as I get in here. I'm just gonna fucking karate chop just fucking <laughs> end everybody's day. The line's gonna be real short in Starbucks today. Mm. Um, yeah. What are you feeling about this? Uh, so I, I've listened to a couple of the singles. Um, obviously, the the music video that they dropped for the first single from this record was like, I feel like it holds a special place in hardcore lore for this year specifically. Um, oh, a, yeah. for I think for a lot of different reasons, I like to see like Sonny from Hey Five Six doing being able to flex his other creative aspects versus just documenting bands. So to Mm -hmm. see him kind of produce and put together this uh, just hilarious music video of like on shit's family taking over, you know, like playing, playing the instruments. Like, I think that was just so, so well done. Um, It, I also got to see hold, hold my own at, um, at uh hold your ground fest uh not not too long ago and um they had a killer set and just got to spend some face-to-face time with onchat and i just feel like they're going to be a band that is going to be playing a lot higher on festivals in 2024 they're just like a force to be reckoned with they like set a vibe instantly the minute that they start playing and oh yeah whether like the crowd is like I feel like I I I've watched them multiple times win over crowds within the first like first or second song of them playing. So, um yeah, uh I'm really excited that we're kicking off this episode with them. Yeah, dude, I mean it it feel weird not to. Um but um I guess if you're ready to play the track, we should let the people listen in here. Absolutely. So, PN 
am for myself in my way. Hold my own. Let's hit it. This is a, a listen up first. Um, I started playing that truck without sharing my audio to Jack. <laughs> I was like, I was just having to make it up in my head. It's like, I'm gonna remember how the song goes, and I just buy <laughs> it. was like right at like the final breakdown. I was like, oh shit, and I finally shared it to them and saw the joy as soon as the uh, you know, the the connection was made. So, so sorry about that, bud. <laughs> yeah, that's it's all good. It's the part I needed to hear. Um, I guess you're next then, yeah? Yeah. So um, this is also a, a repeat, um, I guess, feature of a specific artist. Uh, but, you know, got mad love for Year the Knife. Um, you know, if unless you've been living under a rock, you know that they've been going through a very crazy and challenging time with um, uh, the entire band getting in a very chaotic uh, accident uh, on their way back from a show. Um like I can't even remember like what month that was. It was like in the middle of the summer. Um, I think it was early summer. I feel like late maybe. spring, yeah. maybe. Um, but yeah, summer. You know, like it's been it's been very inspiring to see you know Maddie's recovery specifically, and you know I know that you know when she was on the podcast earlier this season, and um, you know she had 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 alluded that they already had a record ready to go. So this kind of feels like. It, it it's it's a good time to see this record drop knowing that she's made huge strides in her re- recovery she's back home she's not stuck in in utah or, or any of that um mm-hmm. so and i don't know this record just fucking kicks ass so if anything it's just it's it's been cool to listen to with that context and leaves me really hopeful and excited for you know when you're in the knife is back at in in the mix of playing shows um for people to just go fucking buck wild to all the stuff um it's also strange too because this is i guess the second i guess you're in the knife release that has been dropped without 
being able to like immediately start playing shows on it um originally yeah yeah um i think it's i have a lot to say about this but i'm trying to condense it mm-hmm. well first thing i'll say is i don't know if you re- realize but um right when i was creating the playlist for this i had originally picked this exact same song by year of the night and then i took it off and i was like spencer's probably gonna pick year of the night pick, so i'm gonna <laughs> pick something else and it just happened to pick the same exact track so respect on that great minds think alike um I think the interesting thing is about this uh, on top of what you've already said is I I guess like the once they got onto pure noise and up until like now, I've been kind of wondering what direction they're going to go into. Because I was like kind of confused with the last like fuller record that they put out with uh, uh, Molly still on vocals. It's just like as far as sonically, I was like, I, I don't know exactly what they're going for. It's still good. But like I've done question mark over my head but this is a logical conclusion to me it's like they were going more into like the death metal kind of realm you can see that with like some of the guest features on this record and i just i just like i just like it you know like i i like seeing it's kind of fun to see people work through the evolution of their music like you can see where you originally start off with with like the end of like the 2010s era of year of the knife then you have this middle period where there's a lot of transitioning parts uh and member like switch ups and now you have a new era i feel like this is like a, a firm establishment of like like return of beat your ass like death metal year of the knife um so i'm really i'm really stoked on this record i need to give it continue to give it a couple more listens but um this is tr- one of my favorite tracks so mm-hmm. i'm glad that we are on the same wavelength and i hope one day to see the material live you know uh i don't think it's it's too far of a stretch to be thinking about that obviously like the recovery part is more important but maybe sometime by this time next year who knows maybe we'll see you're the knife set that'd be sick yeah i think just to continue on the uh the sentiment that you were saying i think definitely there was just kind of opened up my my mind a little bit or just asking the question about like there's definitely like five years ago or even a little bit more than that there was definitely like when hardcore bands had that like metal leaning edge like you would just get put in that metallic hardcore category yeah like if you had mm-hmm. even a whiff of hm2 in your mix like that you know you were kind of put in that camp um but mm-hmm. i feel like I don't see that as much right now in the scene, like bands coming out, like we're a metallic hardcore band. It's usually like you're almost going like two or three steps further into like the death metal yeah. space, or you're going something that doesn't even touch that with a 10 foot pole. So I don't know if that's like maybe a subgenre that has just kind of gone away and maybe we'll see a return of that in years to come. But like, just off the top of my head, there's not certain bands that are like, we're hardcore with like a hint of this um, on the more heavier side. It's usually like full metal core, full death metal, full this, full that. Um, I don't yeah. know if you have I, any I, thoughts on that. You definitely. The way I kind of see it is like if you if you're to like go to like a beach or a digging site and you're sifting through sand you start off with like this huge pile of stuff which could be the metallic hardcore like 
bubble. And then as you start sifting through stuff, there's only a few things that remain out of that. So I feel like that's kind of where we're at now where you either go to the death metal, to metal core, like the poison, the well type of stuff, or like, I think the other thing I would add, which is like not too close to them, but like, I would say the closest thing to metallic hardcore of like the past couple years is like maybe the sort of harder type of, of music that is trying to like be replicated. So like, it feels weird to say like make a paint of truth, like not a metallic hardcore band, but they do have like ass beating parts. And so like, that's probably the closest tie in you could get contemporary right now with mm-hmm. like, the, the the metallic hardcore term from like the last decade yeah like i would i would think you know side project of pain pain with missing link could definitely be like circled into that like maybe that's sure, kind definitely. of like a like a, a better transition but um yeah it's, it's just not as huge as it was when year the knife like was first signed to, to pure Norse, like you were saying so um but all in all i definitely want to hear this track i think it definitely is one of the the biggest highlights um from from this record and uh i'm excited for y'all to hear it so this is heaven denied by year of the knife Yeah. 
Okay. So a lot of firsts happening on this lesson up because in the middle of the year, the knife track, um, Jack's call dropped off and then we were delayed by 15 or 20 minutes. Cause it seems like the Wi-Fi in, in your building, Jack is, uh, is kaput at the moment. So. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is out of commission, but thankfully through zoom technology, I can call in in a strange way, but, uh, <laughs> the show's going to, the show's going to go on. The episode's going right. to go on. So, uh, you're, you're ready to go into the next one. Yeah. Um, next one is a pick from you. So tell me which, you know, you were mentioning how you had this same year of the knife track. You didn't include it because you thought maybe Spence was going to do that. And then I did the same track. Ironically, I did this with the same one as well. It was in my, con- this track specifically was in my considerations, but it didn't make the final call on my end. Oh, but really for calling of Arabia? Yes. Oh, dude, that's crazy. That I figured out the having to explain uh, because this is kind of a uh, throwback for a lot of people because this is a band that was really active in like the late 2000s. And they just like, I mean, they've been playing shows consistently since the pandemic, but like having them drop an EP, I think it's out through uh, Triple B, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But like, yeah, I just I figured this was kind of a relic of the past that you might not be too familiar with. But I'm glad that you, well, yeah, this is this is a w- one of the few good signs we have on this episode, aside from having these tech issues <laughs> that we're <laughs> we're in the same lane here. Right. But, um, I don't know how to really describe uh, Colin of Arabia that uh, to to the average hardcore layman. Um, that they have like a power violence energy they're not a power violence band but like live it's pretty intense and and terrifying uh for anyone that's listened to the the hard lore podcast uh with one of the guys from the band there's a lot of lore behind this band (laughs) quite uh quite a lot of history and fun stuff to talk about but i was happy with this with this track um some of the stuff for me some of their stuff holds up uh some of it doesn't this is uh, I would say a pretty good return uh, record uh, after not releasing stuff for like maybe 12 years now or maybe longer. Uh, I'm really happy with this. I just don't know. I just don't really don't know what to say to describe it. But how would you? How would you put it? Um, well, I I won't say much just because I'm a little newer to this band. Um, but I've heard this name multiple times, and I think I don't know if it's irked me because it just has sounded like you know there's like the classic like hardcore band names that are like okay that makes like that's cool but then Colin of Arabia is kind of like why is there uh just a you know a a B C list tier white guy's name and Arabia like to me those things just didn't like make sense combining them together um but but yeah like I think uh, when this uh, release came out, I kind of like checked it out and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I think I, I think I just need to get over that hurdle of uh, a more unique sounding band name. Um, and yeah, like the, it definitely is like not the um, primary thing that like catches my ear initially. Um, but I think, you know, for, there was just a gut feeling that I wanted to have it on my considerations and, you know, we we th- maybe it was just because we were on the same wavelength per se, but um, yeah, let's play the track and then yeah, we can no, have a like a bit of a a recap of it. 
Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Uh, the track is Final Boss by Colin of Arabia. I'm not sick or old, and you're not half the man I am. kind of like uh especially hearing it over the phone like the the sample at the end <laughs> makes it sound like i'm listening to like old school like radio uh like television meant for radio and you're just, I'm, I'm watching like listen to Gunsmoke or some shit like that mm-hmm. i'm curious on like that sounds more like a almost like a video game uh sample versus like from a movie or a tv show yeah, yeah, I could believe that too. I, I don't know what well they're pulling from, but it's 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 something at least unique because usually with the samples uh, nowadays, I feel like you've heard them at least once or twice. Um, but this is this is pretty unique sounding for a, a extremely unique band. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I, uh, man, I, I I love this. I think this might sneak up on me be one of my favorite things uh, of mm. this year. I'm super stoked to just continue listening to it. Uh, just because it's fresh, like even if it's still kind of like I'm still figuring out like where they're drawing from, like uh, anything that sounds like nothing else is gonna attract my attention. I'm gonna gravitate towards that just because of the the uncertainties about like what the hell is going on. Speaking of um of samples, I I, I struggle in a in a way where it's like if I the first time I hear a certain band use a sample it kind of, in my mm-hmm. mind, like it becomes theirs in a way. So when I hear it, even like 10 years later, either like it's the longer version or the shorter version by a different band, it, uh, yeah, obviously there's like a huge bias to that, but like, I just, I, I don't know if, uh, if you have any thoughts of how you, um, I guess not let that, um, water down your enjoyment of, of a of a band or is it like oh just great minds think alike versus like something oh in yeah that i get what you're getting at now yeah because like sometimes 
I feel like people, when I first like hear a repeated sample and it's like within a short period of time of the since that I originally heard him, like you should have done your research, but then at the same time, you know, like maybe it could be like your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like you're drawing a, a line of comparison between a band, another band if you're using the same sample, if that makes sense. Like sure. same as you would like borrow a riff or maybe like recycle a lyric from like an older band. It's you're you're like drawing a comparison between the two or trying to to, to link it, which mm-hmm. is which is neat. But yeah, I still feel a weird way for like a couple seconds when I hear something that's already been used a time or two. Yeah. Um okay, next up, um we got some a lot of uh Canadian debut on this episode that I'm very very excited about and this is the first of of a few. Um so the band we're going to be listening to is called Fight on Sight. They're from Hamilton. Um this is a band that I unfortunately did not get to capture a set um while I was spending my time in Ontario. Um but I got to chat with uh the bassist of the band Hillary many, many a times at just different shows that um, that I was filming and she was also attending. Um, and I've just kind of been following along and I wanted to do my due diligence of um, of, of catching up and and kind of featuring this new release that, uh, that the band just dropped. So um, the track we're going to be listening to is called Rat Queen and it's off a new EP that they just dropped through... Um, I'll have to ask... Um, so, so Hillary and the vocalist Ken will be calling in, but I have to ask them because it says that it's through Fight On label. So I don't know if that's like they're like it. It's just a cooler way of saying self release versus Fight On site, and then the Fight yeah. On label. Uh, so I'll have to talk to them about that. But um, the track we're going to be listening to is called Rat Queen, and then the the EP that they dropped is called Find Out. Um, are you familiar with this band at all, Jack, or is this going to be very fresh for you? I'm somewhat familiar uh, with, with them. I feel like I follow them on one of my Instagram accounts. Uh, I was going to ask, um, since the internet's being weird, did they have some, did they release a single or something before this? Um, I can check that. I think that they did one single before. Yeah, because I feel like that's how I found out. And then I just like... I saw that this re- the, this release came out, and I'm still I'm still very fresh to it. But I think that's where my jumping on point was uh, with them, or maybe it was seeing a live clip uh, of them on their Insta or like YouTube somewhere. But I'm somewhat familiar with it. I think it's uh, I have more to say. I think once I listen to uh, the track again, because yeah, again, bef- I'm I'm pretty green on it. Before this, they did just like a two song promo at the beginning of the year in March. So um, I don't yeah, think yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like none of those songs seem to be on this. Oh no, that's a lie. Uh, two of the songs are off of that, but um, we're featuring one that's very, very fresh from this. Um, uh, from ah, this month, so brand a brand new one, brand okay. new. Okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna play the track, and then we're gonna be having Hillary and Ken uh just jump into the call. Hillary is in the waiting room, but I know Ken's got a bit of a, a time commitment, so we'll see if that if she jumps on immediately, but um. Without further ado, what what's going on with my audio? Could you still hear me, Jack? <laughs> yeah, I can still hear you. Oh, okay. I think some of the some of these cables are just so finicky and I'm just like I get paranoia that it's like fucking up the episode. Um <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's just my audio. So Rack Queen. Fight on sight, baby. 
And just like that, that's the track. Let's yeah, beautiful uh, and catchy. Very much. Uh, let's let Hillary into the call. Word, word. Hey, Hillary. Just connecting some audio. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us on the pod. Of course, this is exciting. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I also have Jack here on the call. They're my co-host for the show. Um, their their Wi-Fi is down right now, so they're calling in on on the cell phone specifically. Um, Ken's joining like right now. Okay, awesome. I I was um I was I have questions uh for her about dog grooming and what goes into that as a, as a pet owner myself. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so we just listened to Rat Queen. Um, and the first question I have, you know, while we're waiting for, for Ken to join, um, when it says that the EP is through Fight On label, is that just a cooler way of saying it's self-released? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've, I've, um... <laughs> I've not used DistroKid before. So in previous projects, I use CD Baby for our first two song promo. We use CD Baby, but I really am not happy with like the options that you get with CD Baby. Mm. This is our first release with DistroKid. That's not a question that um, CD Baby asks. So while we were setting it up, I was like, what if we just did something a little goofy <laughs> and just said like fight on label? Cause we're, we're fighting things. We're mm-hmm. fighting the, you know, the norms. So yeah, that was just me being a little silly. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, I, I think I'm smart enough to have put it together correctly, but, um, <laughs> you know, I was, I, I did double check if, if there was a fight on label that you guys might've, uh, been signed to or something like that. Um, no. so yeah, <laughs> like the, the release has been out for a little while. Uh, you know, this is, I guess, I guess it's your first full release um, since the band has started. So talk to me about how the response has been. How many shows have you guys even played prior to this uh, f- like first full release being out? Um, oh, I counted last night. I think it's something like 12 right now. Okay. Our first show was in February. We started in October last year. Um, and I think, yeah, last... Last night I counted and it's 12, I think, between gotcha. February and like this month. Yeah. Dozen shows. Ken's in the yeah. call too now. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling on uh, on your work break. I'm sure many doggos yeah, are uh, uh, very happy uh, that you get a little bit of a hardcore break as well. Yeah. No, it's nice. I don't usually get to like even take lunch. So this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, gotta gotta eat at my table. I'm just sitting in my car. This is a this is a nice refresher. Right. <laughs> so uh, we were just chatting uh, while you're getting in here as as far as the amount of shows that uh, Fight On Side has played prior to like a full release being out. Um, but you know now that music is out into the picture, like, do you think that the from the clips that I would see from from you guys, like you guys like bring a certain level of energy and would get a certain level of response but it always i'm it always goes that much crazier once people actually have the reference material can reference the actual material for that so um have you guys played a show since dropping this uh do you have stuff coming up that you're excited about yeah uh we did go ahead oh i'm so sorry (laughs) we played a show literally um like the day after 
it was a little like last minute we got like added last minute a band had dropped and they needed somebody to fill in and we were like hell yeah we're gonna help out urine which is a hilarious name I love that but um yeah he needed he needed the help we were gonna help him out why not and uh yeah so we played it the next day and I did notice that quite a few people knew more of the words to other songs rather than like the two that we just kind of like we threw out there like a month after me joining the band kind of thing. Right. So that was, that was pretty cool. I, uh, I enjoyed that. And then I don't know, Hillary, you want to tell them about like what we got coming up? Yeah. So, um, in December we're doing a couple shows in Toronto and in Hamilton with small crimes, single mothers and monk. Um, our Hamilton date has actually already sold out. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So we're looking at playing again in Hamilton early in the new year, hopefully, um, just because there's a lot of people that went, oh, God, I didn't realize it was going to sell out that fast. So we're <laughs> play again here to, to get more people able to see us. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary, you were mentioning like, you know, uh, we were joking uh, about like the, the fight on label and you guys are fighting on, uh, you know, breaking certain norms and things like that. Um, I don't know if that was just specifically a um just like making a joke or if there's like specifically like any norms that you feel like um you as a band are trying to kind of go up against because it's it you know even though you know there is a lot of diversity there's still kind of like certain kind of things where it's like there might be like some femme representation but it's only like one individual but like over like half of your band has that. So I'm just kind of curious if there's any, I guess, like greater missions or things that you guys are trying to do, or if that's just kind of like an afterthought. Like unofficially, yes. Um, And what I mean by that is like, we didn't go into this thinking like we need to create a space for ourselves. For sure. Um, Kennedy and I both come from the days of no clit in the pit. We both come from the days of nobody wanting women in hardcore. And I've always wanted, like, I've been a musician since I was 12 years old. I've always wanted to be in this type of music genre. I've always wanted to start a band, but I was never really, I guess, like, brave enough because I didn't feel like there was space for me or people like me. So it's not like we're not together because we want to, I guess, make that space for femme bodies, but it is something that is, like, always in the back of our minds because, like, Kennedy and I, we do this because we genuinely love hardcore. We love the genre. You'll catch us. Like we're typically always moshing. Like we, we don't see a lot of people like us at shows. It's starting to be like, there's a lot more women coming out and like young women, which is amazing to see, but I want people to feel safe and I want to be representation for like other young musicians like me to see like, you know, you can, you can start that band and, you know, people might look at you a little differently but uh, we're trying to do things our own way and in a way that makes sense for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken, did you yeah. want to say anything to that as well? Yeah, I'm just um, like, like Hillary said, it's all kind of unofficial. Like we both really love the music and stuff like that, but it is kind of one of those like background things. I love seeing um, like the new, like young fan bodies kind of finding their way in the pit. Like it's, it's really neat to watch some of them. And like, it's, kind of funny to me because like i've been going to shows for probably longer than some of them have been alive (laughs) so it's kind of it's fun to watch but it's a very cool thing it's kind of really nice to see um like more more acceptance like there is still some like 
you gotta you gotta know what you're getting yourself into kind of thing and be aware and all of that but it, it's very nice to see um like more 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 femme bodies involved in in the genre and and even just young younger kids coming in and trying yeah. to figure out like this kind of uh weird little niche market that we've created for for ourselves yeah i i think like i think over time it's just like your friend group like if your friend group is already like it's not just like you and the boys or like you and your in the girls if it's just like it's all this all these different entities where it's like starting a band isn't like oh like it could just be super just a mix of like what our society or what the hardcore community specifically is and that could just i think it's a slow burn because i think when people talk about diversity it's like that's not just going to happen in a year's time but i think specifically since hardcore has been back from covid like we're seeing just that a lot more versus like you could maybe count on two hands of the the bands that have um you know a girl playing guitar or or bass or, or whatever so um it's just cool to see that um, specifically uh, with you guys and, you know, kind of not unintentionally flying that flag to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Can I jump in on, on that real quick? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I'm just going to lead with my own question. Uh, forgive me for if, if this is like awkward or weird, because I'm used to seeing the guest on Zoom, but having just calling in, it feels like <laughs> <laughs> it ends with some like lost realm of, of the Internet. But anyway. Um, I think it's, it, I guess in my experience, uh, as a non-binary person, I feel like since the pandemic has, you know, essentially gone away and since we come back from things like that, I feel like the aspect of diversity and hardcore has been more largely accepted. Um, I feel like you don't see as much questioning or like accusations of it being a like, gimmicky or just downright dissing as, as I, I saw like back in like 2015 to 2017 with bands like Firewalker, Gloss, Ice, uh, things of that nature. So I think on, on the one hand, it's gotten a lot better, but I still think it's, it's something, at least for me, and it sounds like it, uh, for, for both of y'all too, that like in the back of your head, it's something that you always have it like as part of your mission statement because like the band that i'm in uh, i would say i guess it is yeah more than half of us are are part of like the lgbtq community and so about a lot of our song like and lyrical content doesn't reflect that all the time but it is something that like is always present uh especially like in how we present on stage and things like that so um I guess I, what I was wanting to say is respect to to the mission that y'all have, and for just you know just being badass as fuck. Because I think that's what makes hardcore beautiful is just having uh, a diversity of different people and different content of, uh, coming from different angles. Because it's yeah, it's <laughs> hardcore. It should be reflective of the people that are, are coming out the shows. And more and more, I see, especially in like my home scene, is a lot of uh, fem presenting people, a lot of non-binary people, and just a lot of uh, people from diverse backgrounds. So it's cool to just see that represented on stage too. Yeah. Um, to me, I kind of, Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I feel like, I feel like hardcore has always been like one of those, like for the outcasts kind of thing. Like just people who are kind of like on the, on the fringes. I don't know if that sounds lame or not, but like, it's one of those things where like, it's for everyone who has the same mindset. And as long as we're all like, 
chill and on the same page and all of that, it kind of brings everybody together. And I really, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think that's how it's supposed to be. That's how I always thought of it is supposed to be for people that, uh, have a tough time fitting into to normal mainstream society, whatever you, you want that to mean. Uh, but I did yeah. have a question separate from this, uh, which is like on a sonic level, listening to y'all, like, like when you see the, the name fight on site, it takes me to like uh, a line of scrimmage type of like beatdown band from like 20 years ago. And that's not necessarily the sound or the vibe that you guys are putting off. Like there's obviously like hard pit parts in here, but I also got like is reminiscent a little bit of uh, this band called Dump Truck that uh, they did a demo on uh, locking out and then they became uh, trying to remember what the, the the wrong side yeah they eventually turned into the wrong side so like I hear a diversity of different sounds and I always find it to be kind of interesting when the name not is misleading but the name has like a certain like vibe or like puts a certain image in your head and then you listen to the music and it's multi-dimensional and, and sound like that i just wanted to know like where you guys in, were you guys intending on making a sound similar to like what what you're actually making now or did you intend on it being a more of a, like quote unquote like beat down heavier like mosh laden kind of music um that's that's really interesting so for for most of us uh this is our first band so when we oh, when okay I started writing the songs. Um, we didn't first stop and think like, Hey, how do we want to sound? We just started writing stuff that we like. And like my, my husband's influence, he's our, our drummer, but he's also a very talented guitar player. A lot of his influence is more like punk and obscure metal. Where okay. I was trying to lean more into like, almost like an old TY, old turnstile, like a little bit poppier, a little bit more hip hop influence. And I think um, for the majority of songs that him and I wrote together, that melting pot has created that really like different sound where we get those really punky parts and some like kind of funky breakdowns. And like, we've always said we wanted to make music that made us want to dance. Cause like primarily mm -hmm. Kennedy and I, you know, became friends because we like moshing together. So <laughs> I had to write songs that made us want to, to dance, whether that's like inciting a fight or um, like actually, you know, dancing and, and moving and things. So I think an ass, take an ass. I think we try to like capture different sounds that we like to try to make one song. So you get those different parts of like, okay, this makes me want to punch the person next to me in the face. And this part, part makes me want to actually groove and shake my ass and throw ass and have a nice time. <laughs> throw ass, beat ass, yeah, I think shake ass, whatever. Uh, you definitely accomplished that as far as like the, the sound that y'all have created. Um, Cause like, it, I think the best thing you can do in a band in general, especially if it's your first time around is like making parts that, are lively and make people want to move around because like if you only if you only sprinkle a little bit of that in and just like rely on like one at like part of the song to be the dance part then you're leaving a lot uh of missed opportunity on the table so uh i think you've accomplished that so yeah <laughs> um I know our time here is is uh pretty short um but kennedy i i do need to punish you a little bit uh in asking about 
<laughs> so um, this is not a fight on site related question by any means, but it is a, a Kennedy question. Um, you, yeah. you, I, I guess we're uh, mosh warrior of the weekend for hold your gun fest. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like that's the, the correct title uh, for uh, taking a chair to the face during bulldoze. Um, it, I, I have multiple angles of the, of the, uh, the actual impact, which is crazy, but I, I'm just kind of curious if you could retell the, the story for the listeners that might have not seen that, um, the viral clip or whatever, when it was getting shared around. Um, I hope your face, you know, I hope your face is, uh, is on the good recovery mode, but yeah, t- t- tell me exactly what went down through your perspective. Um, well, realistically, I don't know. So I was just doing my thing. I like, I wasn't, I didn't, mo- I only moshed like a little bit and then I hurt my knee because I got like, I don't know, my knee's been blown out for a while. So I was like, oh, I'm going to sit down the rest of the night. And then Bulldoze like had like one song left and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to just one last song. I'll just get in there. It's fine. What could happen? And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was just doing my thing. And then all of a sudden I got I got hit in the side of the head. And I thought that I had just gotten like punched in the face. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. My nose is bleeding. Uh, I'm fine. I'm going to get up and plug my nose and keep on trucking. And uh, so I get up and I'm holding my nose shut, thinking that it's my nose that's going to be bleeding. Because I hadn't noticed any blood or anything yet. I just kind of got up and was like, yeah, okay. I got rocked in the side of the head. I'm all right. Yeah. And then uh, one of my buddies grabbed me and just starts like dragging me outside. And I'm holding my nose, telling him like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just like, I'm just, my nose is bleeding. It's okay. I'm fine. And then everybody's like running out after me and they like threw a chair out and I sat down and there's like, I'm covered in blood. Like there's just blood everywhere. And I was like, well, this is a lot of blood for a nosebleed. That's kind of, kind of strange and then all of a sudden I hear your face is split open and I was like what and then uh, yeah and then I I got somebody to take a picture and show me and I was like oh yeah my face is split open so uh, and it was it was like between your nose and your mouth is that kind of the the right place yeah it's kind of like right right in the corner like it's like ever so slightly beside my nose and like a little bit higher than my lip okay um but yeah and then so i pretty much i just uh i don't know everybody started freaking out and like oh my god is she okay is she okay and all i want i just asked for a straw in my beer and a cigarette (laughs) and then i kind of just sat there and waited and everybody was like cleaning me up and i just kind of sat there and just enjoyed my beer while everybody was fawning over me it was quite nice (laughs) but uh but then i I realized um i went into a panic because i was like well i'm not going to be able to go to work tomorrow Mm because i'm going to have to go to the hospital so i'm panicking trying to call uh the girls that i work with and i'm like you got to reschedule my dogs i've i've been hit in the face with a chair apparently <laughs> i have to go to the hospital right and uh yeah and then we ended up i don't know that was, we did that for a little while and once everything kind of settled down um tom and hillary took me to the hospital and i got six stitches and everything's fine you just told that story like this isn't my first rodeo when it comes to like pit injuries <laughs> by any means oh. I have watched yeah. get knocked in the face, her nose bleeding. She pinches her nose and she keeps two-stepping with a bloody nose. So it's it's not really your first rodeo. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not. I've been I've been concussed. I've had my jaw dislocated. I blew out my knee. I've done tons of things. I'm kind of 
I'm okay with it now. Yeah. <laughs> like they should put you on the Mortal Kombat roster for the amount of like crazy hits that you can yeah. take. <laughs> oh my god. I've never been knocked out. That's my claim to fame. Please nobody actually try to knock me out. Don't take that away from <laughs> let's, me. <laughs> let's not try to not, ruin the streak. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got a I got a good a good streak going. I probably shouldn't take any more hits to the head. I feel like this is my second concussion. I gotta be a little a little more careful now, but mm-hmm. Did, yeah. did you use, correct me if I'm wrong, did you use the like the cell phone video of that in the promo for uh, for the new release? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, Tom, Tom Which made you that. Des- he timed you it a thousand percent deserve that at the very least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured, I don't know, it's getting a lot of attention. We might as well throw it in there, maybe help out with the algorithm a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'll have to like once I'm into the mix of the bulldoze set. I, I've been told by certain people to not like let it see the light of day, but I feel like you have just taken it so much on the shoulder that it's like, who cares? Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I feel like you might have like an exclusive cut of that versus uh, what makes the actual airwaves once it's done. But we'll 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 have to see yeah no i mean i don't like the only the only video i've seen of it is the one that's been floating around and like i'm cool with that like it's whatever i mean there was a lot of weird weird comments back and forth it got to a point where i had to stop reading the comments because i was like you you guys are just on a different planet but uh yeah no it's it's all it's all fun and games i'm i'm over it at this point my face healed up so i'm okay Mm -hmm. jack did you see the video when it was circling around Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it looked, it looked really brutal. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've fortunately myself never been on the other side of being hit with a, a blunt object in the pit. Uh, usually it's the other way around. I've, I've certainly once one little quid that I can, I can put in there is just like, uh, seeing face rack and I booked them in a show at Roanoke not too long ago, maybe like a couple years ago. And I picked up a bench and started swinging it at people. So <laughs> those things tend to happen, but, um, it's a badass clip and that you're owning it. I mean, it's major respect. And plus the not getting knocked out ever. I can't say that. I've been <laughs> concussed probably more times than I can count on two hands. So respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just real, real stubborn and hard headed. That's all. Right. <laughs> um, can... But I got I to gotta sneak out. I'm so sorry. My client just pulled up. No, that's all good. Uh, we'll make sure all the links for everything are in the show notes. I appreciate both of you calling in. Uh, and I hope you guys come out through Western Canada uh, one of these days. Yeah, that's that's uh, been talking to some people about some stuff. Cool. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, have a good rest of your day, y'all. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks again for calling in. Thank you. Thanks so much. I'm so sorry. I had to cut it short. No, you are all good. <laughs> All right. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. Bye. What a fantastic group of gals. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, it kind of makes sense what when uh, when they were describing like how they came up with the sound. Because like if you were bringing in that like early turnstile and TY kind of groove into stuff. Yeah. You can work that in so many different ways, and that's why that those both those bands are, are are monumentally huge. So it all makes sense. I like what I like when things are explained to me, and it finally clicks and makes sense. So I'm just trying to listen to all of it over again with that in mind, see if that changes like how much I love it or not. 
Um, so we, we got some catching up to do cause we got delayed a little bit. So how about we rock, uh, a double, um, for these next two tracks. You, you down with that? We, we can do a double and I'm going to, I'm going to have a, an additional challenge that hopefully is going to resolve this. I'm talking to you on speakerphone okay. and I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm <laughs> You're going getting to a get bad episode. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's another first, dude. Well, because I can't just be on the phone uh, and doing this. I mean, I will if I absolutely have to, but if I can find some space to <laughs> get internet and maybe even get another bed, then, like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. That's Why fair. The fuck not? Are you in the drive-thru right now? Oh, I'm not going to the drive-thru. I'm going in. I'm uh, Oh, you're going in. Okay. Yeah, I want my internet, dog. I want to get into the lobby, and we're gonna, I'm going to talk and annoy a lot of people trying to do actual work i'm just gonna talk really loudly about hardcore so that'll be that's gonna go over really well i can promise you okay um well do you want to hit your first track and then we'll play the two um before you you, yeah, you get uh both i think they both kind of fit in really well um and i can i can go in now if you're ready yeah hit it so band coronary which i think has is a medical term i should know this i think it has something to do with like your heart more than likely like a coronary artery whatever i got i saw the logo of it in the album art and i was like this is this is really interesting i want to give this a, a gander and a listen and see what what it's about and the, the most efficient way that i can describe it is it sounds like war punk it's like punk that you listen to to go to war interesting so like, okay got some db got some crusty elements in it but it's also fairly hard like you could you could it's it's got a good mixture of, of everything uh but it's it's certainly in those two categories uh pretty sure the fans from chicago so uh second chicago uh band that we've played so far on this list right um and i, I really enjoy it i really honestly think that the logo is also really sick and unique looking i would totally rock it um have you given this a listen or has it been something that's not hit the radar yet not on the radar until this moment. Um, I definitely fuck with the um, the logo. It feels like it's kind of like putting a few different, I guess, um, classic, uh, you know, imagery things that I've seen from a few bands into a blender and having it come out as like its own unique thing. Um, I'm I'm also a big fan of just spiky looking hardcore logos. So the fact that this is extra sharp is is cool to me. Um, but I like the artwork. It's like, it's got a lot of different shit going on where it's like, you know, you can really listening to this track. I'm sure I'm just going to be mesmerized by looking at the fucking, like, you know, the, all just the, all the little different hidden textures and just little things in there. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to listen to it. Hell yeah. And then right after that, you got your pick of something that, completely surprised me when i looked uh last night just to see all the tracks and stuff i didn't realize they released anything so tell me about the new gasm yeah so um actually the day that this episode is going to be dropping um uh you know sad um bittersweet in in a sense but it's uh it's going to be gasm's actually last show uh that they're playing in toronto with um they're playing with tsunami space gavel um 
It's another oh, that, that that gig. I seen the yeah. flyer for it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I saw that Gasm was originally announced on that, and I was like, "That's a name I haven't seen in fucking years." Um, and I I had a whiff of that they were going to be dropping something just before, and the fact that they dropped this on Halloween, um, and you know, just making the cut for this, and just making the cut for having some new music before they uh, send it off. So. Um, you know, I, I feel like Gasm is like, Gasm to me is like the equivalent of like stepping stone to Western Canada. It's like one of those like undis- undisputably amazing bands live. People talk about it so much, but it's one of those things where it's like people are on to different things. People are on in different phases of their life. So, you know, not, not, not crushed that they're gone, but just happy that they existed. Um, and they dropped some new well, some new what? music I, right away. I will say something real quick that I'm I'm pretty bummed that that's their last show because I was seeing some of the talk about like Montreal Mad Madhouse for next year, and I was like, I really hope Gasm plays. <laughs> yeah, I would well, love to see them again. But, we uh, we also live not, in a world uh, where bands not gonna happen. do reunion sets, uh, do one offs do surprise shit all the time. So, you know, yeah, like when bands call it quits, it's never really fully quits. Oh, I, I, yeah, I know, but it's uh, just, it bumps because I never got to see them. I don't think they Mm -hmm. were, they had a connection with, um, 11 PM records. Um, I don't know if this came out on 11 PM, but I know at some point they released some stuff on that. And that was a Richmond label, uh, before, uh, the dude moved up to Eastern Canada. Um, but I never got to see them. Um, and that you know what I will say, I want to see if you agree with this. Do you, would you say Gasm is Canadian gag? Yes. That's <laughs> okay, there we go. Yes. That's exactly how I would describe it to someone. If I was like, all right, you like gag, I'll give you Canadian, Canadian <laughs> gag, maybe not as much antics on stage. I don't know if he's ever played naked before, like the dude from gag, but, uh, certainly the same type of like freak of nature, punk crawling on the floor, uh, combat. It, it style very is. much is freak of nature, hardcore for sure. Um, but yeah, I feel like two dope back to back tracks. Um, first we're going to hear coronary and then we're going to go straight into gasm. Let's do it. Uh, first track is called traditions of hate by coronary. Yeah. 
crazy music? It almost sounded uh, even better with it being on uh, my my phone speaker. So it sounded like in a Halloween area like eight track that you would play back in like the seventies or eighties. Yeah, I really, really like that coronary band. I that was not I was not expecting it to be that mean, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. It has some of that harder edge. It's very mean. Which is it, that, that's my selling point. So like it's got to have that kind of uh, uh, nice edge to it. So yeah. So so you're you're calling from the Starbucks. It sounds like there's like dogs fighting in the background. It does sound like that. Uh, I'm gonna try to remedy that here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea. It sounds so chaotic, I'm sure, for the people listening to this. <laughs> Dude, it honestly isn't. It's, I have you on the Bluetooth the head, headphones right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, it picks up, it's the lowest quality headphones you could ever imagine. So, like, it's picking up everything and it makes it sound like chaos is happening, which is not the case. It's not good. It's very, very common here. Let's. Like if you could do this, this sounds a lot better. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I switched off the Bluetooth stuff, um, and so I'm going to. I guess we can continue doing this. Um, I think we're gonna do one more double, two doubles back to back. That that's called the Canadian double yeah. double. And it makes sense because there's a another Canadian band uh, that's in the double. But I can go first if you're ready. Please, yeah, hit me. Hit me with it. So I was very happy to come up to this news when I uh, I was listening to a, a podcast. forgot which one it was, but it mentioned that Result of Choice was going to do a discography for on Triple B. And I was like, dude, that's one of my favorite fucking bands of all time. I think the other dude that's in the same boat as me, I think Evan, Evan Stein, uh, from Ankle Biter and Broken Vow. I'm pretty sure he's a big uh, uh, result of choice fan. But I kind of forgot that, that that was mentioned. And so I woke up one day and the group chat was talking about like the result of choice stuff being on Spotify, like the whole Discog, including a new song that they hadn't released. And I was like, dude, this is the best day ever automatically. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm super stoked to be able to add a result of choice tracks. I feel like it's like a band from before the pandemic that got forgotten about um, youth crew hardcore, the way that I really enjoy it um, from Florida. I believe they're playing, they might be doing a tour of some sort. I think they're coming up to the, uh, through the East coast and then playing uh, America's hardcore. And I believe they're supposed to break up, which is also just unfortunate because I think I'm only going to get a chance to see them for the first time on this run. And then I guess never again, or whenever they want to pick it back up, but just super thrilled about this. Uh, what do you know about uh, result choice? Not a lot. Um, I think it's kind of cool to be like, to put up your entire discography and then just surprise with the new song. So I'm into that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be going in pretty green. Um, I've, I've heard this name, a few times, but I think I haven't had a proper introduction. And I think that's what today is going to be for me. Oh, dude, it's, you're going to be properly introduced. It's just 
with some there's some youth career bands that really can pull off this very like righteously positive like sound through the riffage and instruments and vocals and this is one that just does all three so i think you'll be pleasantly uh surprised cool uh but you can go into your third this is the third canadian uh yeah, today. Uh, I'll intro them once, uh, once right after we play the track, um, following result of choice. So, um, yeah, okay. so that we're gonna do then. "World of My Hands" by Result of Choice, and then uh, I'll tell you who we got right after. But I, I'm stoked to check it out. Let's hit it.
That was Western Canada's own A Morning Star from Vancouver. Um, the track that we just heard is Burnt Offering off the LP, a reminder of the wound unhealed through days. Um, just fantastic band that I've gotten to see uh, a couple times. Know a lot of those dudes through past bands of early scoped days. Um, it's just really awesome to see a band from Vancouver getting a lot of love, um, getting, you know, support from a very poppin' label. And uh, yeah, just think think it's big moves in this record. Um, just has the songwriting chops that a lot of bands um, just don't really take the same attention to detail for. Um, so I've been vibing with it. Um, there's definitely a lot of like more noodly, like melodic tracks. There's stuff that is just kind of straight, like almost like hints of the backbite days, like wedged in there. Um, but I felt like this was a good showcase of, of, uh, of this record. And, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they're doing next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, this band is, is something that's, kind of an acquired taste for me because uh i guess like it's very reminiscent of stuff that i would listen to like back in high school when i was like finding bands that were either transitory or like middle ground between like the the, the middle core stuff and the hardcore stuff so uh it's just like hard for me to get back into i guess um but with that being said i, I think they're doing it better than a lot of bands mm-hmm. can because i mean the usually it's hard for me to, to to sink my teeth into a track that's like more than two and a half three minutes ish but like i know they have some pretty long songs and like i enjoy it really well uh so i i also think i just need to see the band too i i don't know if they've gotten into the states yet uh or at least to my area but i need to see it and see if it it, it transfers over because i think I'd, I'd probably enjoy it live uh a lot more than just listening to it on record but Props to them for getting a lot of good attention out to Western Canada and for just respect for the climb. And it seems like they're doing a lot of cool shit. Yeah, I think uh, when I this this is reminiscent of when we had uh, guitarist Christian on the podcast. Like the first time I heard um, a Morning Star, like it didn't really hit me the same way because they were kind of trying to go for a mix that was a traditional like old school like metalcore kind of shit. But this has like the proper production of what I would expect for like any band um, of of mainly any genre to a degree. But I think the heavier, more like intricate stuff, like I want to hear the details. I want to have the punchiness of it. So I feel like this is a better showcase of when you see this band live of what it actually sounds like. Because the, the EP is cool, in my opinion, of, you know, playing homage to some of that. But like when I... It, it made sense to me when I saw it live. So I feel like the connection is better now with this release in the mix. And uh, I want to plug uh, the homie Chris, um, who did the mixing uh, of of this record. Um, he was showing me bits and pieces before it was uh, unreleased because he's he's recorded everything for, for Endgame. Um, and I feel like that dude is... Uh, doesn't get enough appreciation and love for his talent. So uh, I want to shout out Chris. Um, uh, but yeah, we got, uh, a lot of tracks to go. We have our second call in, uh, for our next pick. Um, 
you know, and and to make sure they're not waiting too too long, uh, what what do we got so we can let uh the homie in? Sure, we got a uh, newer band from Kentucky. Uh, not good at my Kentucky geography, but it's closer to like where Cincinnati is, so not too far out from the the border of Ohio and Kentucky. Um, I believe, and I, I guess we'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it sounds like from what I've gathered, it's a one-man project that now is turned into like a full band. I think that was like mm. the intention the whole, the whole time, but I didn't realize that until I talked uh, with them for a little bit. But it's it's an interesting kind of hardcore. The, the vocals remind me a little bit of uh, of Criminal Instinct, which, which grabs my attention. It has this kind of like rawness to it. Uh, but still very like in the middle of the road of like a hardcore uh, band. Uh, I almost want to guess and see if maybe this is like a first or second band for for, for this guy. Um, but it's it's something that I gravitate to because I saw I get a lot of traction. Um, oddly enough, I just like didn't know it wasn't coming from one of like the the major scenes in that state. So I was like, I wonder what the hell is going on with this because I keep seeing people post about it. Uh, and it was it just it was it was cool. Uh, did you have a chance to listen to this beforehand or it was your first I'm going in uh, a, uh, as listen. as raw as, as possible um I'm I'm digging the artwork um I don't know if the the mace is win, uh is winning or the, the snake is uh or if it's a, a 50-50 split but um yeah I don't know I'm I'm curious on just sonically how this is going to be like I I think it might stem a little like at least at first glance like i would think it's heavier than maybe what it is if criminal instinct is the vocal choice but i feel like you could slap that on a bunch of different i guess subgenres and it could work in theory so i'm i'm stoked to play who do we have uh calling in uh immediately after we're listening i need to pull up the guy's name this is part of why doing this on the phone is very challenging and i appreciate anyone listening to this for <laughs> for uh for being cool with it yeah if see. you push past uh, the you know uh jack being in the starbucks on on speakerphone uh you're a real one for sticking through this episode but <laughs> yeah you don't even uh don't even like cut it uh, that out i hope people can hear the chaos uh and just understand that i'm really trying i'm even going to uh, uh, a different location now, <laughs> but I don't know if we've exchanged names uh, well, yet at the, all. So the Zoom name is Dusty Trucker, so we'll see if it's Dustin or if that's uh, a nickname for something. But um, um, maybe that's his job. He's a Dusty Trucker. Yeah, maybe eighteen wheel driver. Uh, okay, so the track is called "Struck Out." Band is No Value uh, from their fall fall demo twenty twenty three. Let's uh, let's let's see what No Value is bringing to the table.
Interesting. Okay, let's let let this let this dude in. Yeah. How's it going? going? Yo, what's up? Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Welcome to the pod. Thanks for tuning in with us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. Is your name Dusty Trucker or uh is that uh <laughs> Dusty Tucker? <laughs> oh, Dusty Tucker. Okay. Yeah. I- I'm I'm dyslexic to a degree, so I was like, maybe that's his job. Maybe he's just going down a dusty road. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do you do you prefer Dusty, Dustin, Dust? What's how should I? Uh, Dusty's cool. Dust, yeah. I, I'm cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we we just checked out the tract, and um, I I think the first I guess mystery. Um, cause this was a pick from Jack. Um, okay. and, uh, and they were kind of saying how, I don't know if there was rumors or, or a thought, uh, as far as this was kind of like a solo project turned full band kind of thing. Um, can you either confirm or deny that and kind of share some details about how the, the project formed? Yeah. So pretty much, um, it's all me, all the writing vocals, uh, the production, everything is all me. Um, my brain works in kind of a weird way when it comes to music. If I get on a roll, I can just bust out a demo in like a couple of days. And that's actually what I did with this. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drop it and see what people think. So, you know, bought the art, set up the distro kid that did everything and just dropped it. So for now, it is just me. I do have a group of friends that are going to, you know, help me turn this into a live band. So cool. And, and have you done this with like past projects as well? Or is this kind of like the first thing where you kind of went out and you're like, I'm just going to be the, you know, essentially work all the different shifts to, to make uh, the project work. Right. Um, so pretty much the last couple of like little projects or bands I've started, it's kind of like, instead of getting together with people to jam, write everything together, kind of speed that process along, have material already written, and then bring it to people that would want to jam. And that's just kind of the process with this as well. Mm, Gotcha. Um, Jack, what originally, like, I I think you said, like, the Criminal Instinct style of vocals definitely, like, uh, tickled your fancy a little bit. But was there anything specific about, like, listening to the other tracks that, like, really sealed the deal and do you have any questions for our boy dusty here yeah yeah no definitely i mean i, I think that's what caught me first like i i do like the album art too but like usually when i'm digging for stuff and trying to figure out like what to listen to or i'm just exploring new bands i try to like link where the band's coming from and see if i would know anyone or if they're coming from like a certain scene so i can give like I can imagine a flavor of like what it's going to sound like, but I didn't really know anything about uh, no values. Uh, and I saw a fair amount of people sharing it. And I was just kind of looking into it. Like, you know, I don't have no idea about this. And it's, it's cool to feel stumped every now and then when you're doing uh, some, some discovery and just like finding new music. And so it was a combination of that. And then just listening to the tracks. And I was like, it, to me, it sounds like, uh, I feel like sometimes you can tell, uh, uh a, a band or a project is like just one person behind everything. I, I, I couldn't really tell that. So I was, I was interested when, uh, when, when Dusty mentioned that it was just him, 
uh, doing everything and writing uh, all the stuff because it's it it sounds dope. It's it very like if like if I didn't know it was like where you were from, I would have guessed this would would have come out of like Atlanta or like uh, a different part of like Georgia or maybe Chattanooga because it has that kind of sound to it. It reminds me, of course, the the comp I gave was the Criminal Instinct. Uh, vocal stylings but i do also hear a little bit of like strangle you and first day out uh yeah. kind of uh vibes to it too uh so i guess i want to know like what what are you what were you trying to go for and i i also want to know a little bit about like where you what what scene is your your technical home because i know you're you said you're kind of close to cincinnati but yeah. are you going to shows there primarily or is it somewhere else yeah so i would say primarily um sorry got a notification from my band group chat but um so i'm primarily within like the cincinnati scene so like chris also q cider those guys you know they're the ones really keeping the hardcore scene alive within cincinnati and then i have in the past gone to some shows in like louisville and things like that but i do live in kentucky so that's kind of why i you know added the 859 because it's the area code um mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little coked. I had a long shift at work. It's pretty bad. <laughs> You're all good, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. But, uh, yeah, um, and kind of what I was going for was a lot of bands I've been in in the past always gravitated sort towards that sort of, like, tough guy, beatdown sort of thing, kind of bands, mm. you know, they like cemented in fear and cycle of abuse and that kind of okay, yeah. sort of, you know, beat down hardcore style. And with this, I was like, you know what? I want to try to give like hardcore adjacent music, like an actual try. That's not a bunch of other things mixed in, like some death metal influences and things like that. And a lot of the bands I was listening to around the time, which I do mention in the, uh, bio are bands like gel and backtrack gulch and um like spy so i wanted oh. to add a little bit of like just a little touch of like power violence type stuff because i like the chaos just as much as the riffs and everything else so yeah i mean that was just me pretty much giving hardcore like a proper shot Okay. Yeah. Cause I can see a little bit now that like definitely some like backtrack elements in there. And I would say like, it has that sort of punkiness because the bands that I mentioned, I feel like are, they could play with like bands like gel and spy, but they're, I would say that they're almost firmly like hardcore punk yeah. bands. Like they, they drawing in elements of like the, your, your, your mainstream or just like, uh, like proper foundational hardcore bands. But they also have like a punk, kind of fuck you attitude to it uh that that can go in the hard direction yeah, um, and i guess so the other thing is um i it's, it's a weird question because usually when i when when we bring in guests we know a little bit about them but like i've only ever talked to you like a little bit on uh instagram so like uh how how old are you and the rest of the people in the band and like what's what's the, i guess the the outlook or, or goals that you have for the next couple months? Like, have y'all got a show lined up or, or, or what's on the agenda? Um, so I'm 27. Um, I've been in like the hardcore adjacent scene for probably about five years. 
Um, the rest of the, and they're all around the same age as me. They may be a couple years younger, but we're all around the same age group. Um, and as far as like, you know, short term, short term goals and things like that, definitely getting something booked soon. This is kind of funny. Like no, like a little bit before you guys reached out to have me on the pod, uh, there is a band called Chapters that I think are based out of Lexington, and mm-hmm. they had to like play a show, and I was like, "Well, I can't right now. <laughs> it's just me." And I mean, I could go up there with a backtrack, but it doesn't have the same vibe, you know? No. Yeah, you, you, no, you need yeah, to bring a little strange. Yeah, you need to bring yeah. the rest of everyone, but th- that takes time for everyone else to learn what you wrote and make sure yeah. everything is correct for sure. Yeah, for sure. And uh and also the I don't know if you guys have seen flyers for that cold blood fest that's going on in December. It's got like E Town Concrete and Gates to Hell and stuff on it. But Yeah, guy, yeah, I've seen it float around a little bit. Yeah, the guy was booking that show that that band asked me to. So he was like, you guys are hard as shit. Do I know you? And I was like, I don't believe so. (laughs) But you will. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, getting together to, you know, play some gigs. I've already started working on the second demo EP, you know, whatever you want to call it. Because I just like to stay proactive and stay busy, you know, we all deal with enough shit in life. And for a lot of us, this is our escape, you know, hardcore and adjacent things like that. Right. Um, Dusty, I had one question before we had to let you go. So um, as a, as someone that takes on a lot of the workload of the songwriting for uh, the vast amount of projects that I've been in, I'm kind of, I have the curse where I can either be like full. I need to like, like I need like, I'm the pilot of the plane and I don't have a co-pilot. I'm just like, I'm the one doing all the, uh, I'm the visionary behind all that. And at the same, on the other side of the coin, I can be someone that can just fully like be in neutral and just like be the, the bassist or the second guitarist or whatever, like whatever is serving the other person's vision. So you're clearly the visionary of, of this project. So how do you, I guess like, is the game plan to continue to just like, be the the sole person to write all of the music and have all the decision making aspects even when new people are introduced into the band or are you like open to the idea of like when certain people that are trusted sources that get the vibe that you're trying to do um be a little bit more collaborative and open to what you guys would be putting out yeah so i mean i would agree i'm very much in that pilot no co-pilot sort of deal with this with the last project i was in i did write everything but for that band i switched to bass because i'd never played bass in a band before i was always the guitar player and with this this will this is actually my first release with like me doing vocals on it as like the main point right so i'll, I'll be fronting this one just to kind of switch it up and you know see see where it goes but for the time being, yeah, it's just kind of my vision in a sense. And then, you know, later down the line, I'm always open to collaboration because the more heads you get on something, the better it's going to be in the long run. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for when you guys can uh, you know play your first show and be able to you know do all that. It's always it's always exciting to see how quickly things can happen when it comes to releasing music. Where you know all it takes, like you said, is like maybe a a weekend of just having your head down and putting together a couple songs, throwing it on uh, Bandcamp and and clicking publish on Monday morning. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited uh, for you and I'm stoked that we got to feature, you know, uh, one of the tracks off the demo on, on this episode. Very much appreciated. Thank you, guys. Of course. Um, anything you want to say before we let you go? Um... Obviously, we'll have all the links to everything like down below in the episode. But you know, if there's any specific shout outs that you want to do, I uh, definitely want to give a shout out to No Echo because that was the big thing. I got added to one of their playlists, and I was like, "What's going?" Like, you know, that's crazy. So I really appreciate <laughs> Carlos is appreciate the man. You. Carlos is in on it. He knows. Yeah, that was really sick. Um, and I, you know, shout out you guys for having me on. You know, shout. Oh, Cincinnati hardcore, you know, Tri-State, you know, Your Disease, Suffocate Faster, Chris Salsa, Q-Cider. And yeah, thank you guys again for having me on. This is awesome. Hell yeah. Well, Dusty, thanks again for calling in, man. Um, I'm, you know, excited to see uh, where things go from here. So uh, you have a good rest of your day and thanks again for calling it. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Take care. See ya. Take later. Dang. Ooh. Heat. Okay, we got six more tracks to get through. Um, I think yes, we should do, we do one each, do a double, and then I'm actually going to make an executive decision and drop um, one of my picks because I threw in an extra one in because of the gasm, but I feel like that is unfair. So I'm gonna I'm gonna remove one that I feel like I could speak less on. So. I think we do mine, yours, a double, and then we'll finish off with mine. That cool? I think so. Um, right now, I am sitting at a table in Gold's Gym. <laughs> third, third, third place, and the internet is working really well. So I'm about to get on the Zoom and see. Uh, um, and me, I'm going to give you like two minutes to get like set up here just so I can figure out what is going on. Um, sure. Can I, I think I'm going to be able to get, can get I prep my track or do you need a second to collect yourself? Oh, uh, I mean, if you want to talk about the, your, your track, you say like one, one, like one each for us, a double and then end on yours. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Um, all right. So ne next up we got a track from Colorado Springs is mouthful war um the track we're going to be listening to is called the devil off their new lp bleed yourself through mnrk heavy um mouthful war has been a band that i've i originally got introduced to them through um through cold shoulder when they would when they were a touring act they would go out with them a, a number of times and i feel like they're one of those bands that has just been consistent and doing just had a very gradual growth. Um, they put out a really killer uh, record over quarantine in 2020 that I really, really liked. And, um, you know, we've, we've featured uh, side projects of multiple members of that band, uh, Tend to the Chest. I think that was earlier this year. Um, 
But yep. to hear a full new Mouthful record, it definitely is like it's leaning into that like just very like ultra compressed, like tight, like we're 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 make we're we're really making sure this breakdown has all these little like extra additions to just make it in it's not like a it's kind of like a metalcore flex aspect there's there's stuff where <laughs> someone can just have yeah. a basic ass like breakdown but that these guys just kind of take it and they just like there's a little bit of flexing going on which i always appreciate i think having just those little extra little dashes and dots can really like just continue to keep my interest having ADHD specifically. Um, there's a lot of great tracks on this record, but this one specifically I really like because there's a lot of like build up parts. And I always appreciate when a band can write a song where it's like, man, that could be the conclusion or like the final breakdown. And then there's like still a minute left and you're like, oh my God, like what's coming next after that? Um, so that's why I picked this track specifically. Um, Oh, Jack, you're trying to get into this room. How rude of me. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I figure you you're you're giving me a punishment. But um <laughs> let's see. Yeah. There yeah. you go. You gotta switch over the audio now. I'm gonna Oh, here's the echo. I'm actually gonna keep on the phone. I'm gonna yeah. So I'm, yeah, I just wanted you to see my face. <laughs> Wait, should I mute your video or oh. your cell? Which one should I keep? Oh, I've muted both. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, on the phone? Okay, give him one sec. I had to ask you to unmute. You got to unmute on your end. <laughs> oh, bud. Yeah, I'm back. Okay, I'm we're back. back we, got, we got the three people in the call, uh, even though there's two of us. Yeah, two two jacks in this. But yeah, no, I was going to say about the Mouth of War stuff. I've been a big fan of them since they initially like came out. And I just, I'm enjoying the journey uh, that they're going on. Mm -hmm. um, I used to not really be a big fan of how the stuff you were describing is like uh, things that like keep you like attentive uh, with all the metaphor stuff and having the ADHD. Like, I used to not be a, uh, an advocate of like the thrills that you could put into like the metalcore sound or like anything hardcore adjacent, but like I like what they're doing. I feel like if you have the mind for it, that's that's the key. You have to have the uh, ingenious mind to be able to make that work and also translate it over to live. But I believe that they that they have this, and they're just a fucking powerhouse. I, I think you could argue that uh, in this lane of stuff. Because uh, I feel like there's like a, a whole world of stuff, especially out west and like in uh, in like Colorado all the way out to like California, with like the heavier hardcore metalcore sounding stuff. It's very technical. I think they're one of the big names. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would I would say that like this deserves to be on here, and I hope that people have been paying attention because if not, they're gonna have to do a lot of backtracking to listen to all the gold that, that they have out, man. Because there's, there's a lot of hits. Yeah, like I, I feel like it might be one of those classic things, like because they're from a little bit more of a, I wouldn't consider Colorado a flyover state, but it's definitely not a coast per se. But like, I feel like this, 
this band could go toe to toe with the Momentums, the Vomicaras, like any of those kind of bands that do a similar type of thing um, in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I am stoked to check it out. Let's hit this track, "The Devil" by Mouth for War. I just, I can't deny an undisputably heavy breakdown like that. It's so good. Dude, it's hard to. Yeah. I Like, this, this is the type of heavy music that almost deserves to be in, like, 
uh, a movie trailer or a video game like trailer <laughs> of like some hella action shit. You're just like destroying an entire map of enemies. It is fucking awesome. Oh, dude. Like the fact that every movie trailer is just like synced up to whatever like ACDC song, like all the clicks and hits of a like a car yeah. accident or whatever it is. Like you could do so much of that with a mouth four track in the next fucking James Bond movie. I don't know, but that's fucking sick. Um, I'm really vibing with the, the whole record and it was hard for me to choose one specific song, but I like how that track has mo- just, again, so many moments where we're like, we're not done yet. And then you come in for like the third ass beating. Um, what do you got uh, next for us? We're we're gonna do the one you sent like me the... for the uh, for the double, right? Yes, yeah, yes. for the double. So I'm going with the one that's directly next, right? Correct. Yeah. The yeah. So uh, I don't know if this is a repeat or not, uh, but erodes a band from Baltimore uh, that is just mind blowing to me. Um, I got to experience them live before I ever heard them. One of those bands that I think played a couple of shows before they released their initial material. And I was uh, with my girlfriend at, at the time. And I was like, I'm not going to mosh. I just want to watch. You know, you always say that. As soon as you say that, you're you're lying to yourself. It's like, <laughs> <you're> like <laughs> am I really not going to mosh? And, and you hear the riffs that they're coming out with. It's fucking evil incarnate fucking fight metal dude and i was just like i can't believe this is a band that's only played a handful of shows and i think this split is uh with another band morbid deity uh also from i think the baltimore area and i think it's a good snapshot of what's happening up here because of course you have like the ended uh jive bomb uh stuff that's happening like bigger flat spot stuff but like a little bit if you dig a little bit further down there's a lot of metal a lot of really good metallic stuff and not like metal metal core, but like your death metals, your fucking just like, uh, people that listen to like crow bar and I hate God and death metal <laughs> creating these really heinous sounds. Right. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked to, to, to have this track on here. This is one that, uh, uh, YJ, uh, young Jack said that had to be on here. And I agreed. I was like, yeah, this is, this is something that's undeniable and and honestly deserves more attention, uh, both bands. But um, do you, are you familiar with Erode at all? Not at all, but I, I swear by Young Jack's picks. Every time Young Jack has, has had a, a pick for, for Listen Up, it's always been a hit. So um, I'm stoked to uh, to check it out. The, uh, the artwork is hard. I love just loading oh, yeah. up a pistol, ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you know you're 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 getting, and honestly, like, I don't want to spoil away. We we're gonna listen to the track, and I'll see your reaction. See okay. What do you think of this? We're gonna hopefully have a, a not. A, it might be similar to the the last time we did one of these with the uh, what was that band from Russia? Uh, Rats in Paradise. Yes, Rats in Paradise was fucking like one sick. of those moments. I'm hoping for another one of those okay. uh, for you. So I. I'm gonna give you my authentic reaction, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fake it just for the pod. But uh, let's hit "Beyond the Surface" by A Road.
I hope that they do that ultra metal vocal style on all their shit. That was such like a... Oh, yeah, there's a good variety of okay. that. Okay, I was like, as long as it's not like, oh, this is a guest spot and we only do this once, you know, but that, that was fucking heavy. It, it, yeah, it's, there's a category of stuff that I would describe to people uh, back in the day when I just didn't have like the proper words for it, but like it's, it's hardcore or metal music that's heavier than God. <laughs> and you could say like Zabalba is a good example of that. Yeah, yeah. It rode is an example of it. You know, the I hate God I mentioned earlier, like all that stuff is like beyond comprehension heavy and mm-hmm. it live. It, it translates so well, dude. I hope you get a chance to see them because it's, just, it's a special band. Interesting. Okay. So, um, we're going to do another double, uh, before, as we head towards the, the back, the, 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 the deep, deep end of this episode. Um, first track is one from me. Uh, we're going to be listening to, distort um they just put out a new record called vengeance is mine we're gonna listen to a track called shallow misery um distort again is one of those band names that i've just seen forever and then just seeing like literally the most eye-catching um album artwork just because it literally is just two eyes like looking into your soul um this was the release that I've I realized that I've just been sleeping on this band. Um, also, I think this is like one of the earlier bands that kind of champions the you the usage of a, a Z or a Z instead of an S um, to mm-hmm. to uh, you know distinguish themselves from from the masses. But um, I I'm very stoked on this release. Uh, this track specifically, I was like, this feels like the right one. Um, I, I, I feel like you're a lot more edu- educated on the distort side um, than myself. Yeah, I've had some experience with distort. Um, first time I ever saw them was maybe 2017-ish era in D.C. They played one of the Damage City shows. Uh, what I think it was Enforced early on and uh, Scourge. And it, that was one of the most violent pits I've ever seen in my entire life. Very uh, <laughs> enough for me to be like, I might need to sit this one out. I don't know if I have the skill and finesse to pull any of these things off that I'm witnessing uh, in the pit. Uh, but I've had a chance to see them uh, another time after that. And I think it's neat that both of those bands, both Scourge and Distort, are like, they used to be kind of packaged together, I feel like, um, in, a, in, a, in an odd way. Uh, they they toured a lot together, to my knowledge, um, and they both released records that have been people have been waiting for. Uh, but I think the last thing that Distort released was like 2018. They had that, uh, I think it was an LP or something like that. But this is, uh, I think, the return of the Advanced Perspective, uh, which is one of my favorite record labels. They put out a lot of good stuff back in the latter half of the 2010s, and I have not given this record elicit at all yet as much as i love distort because i kind of forgot it was going to come out uh yesterday on halloween so this is going to be my my raw experience with this and uh, i'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised I, I, it, there's no way it could be bad that's all <laughs> i can say uh, <laughs> um so yeah we're gonna play that and then uh we're gonna double up with the pick from jacks and they're gonna say what's up with it uh once this is done but uh for now Shallow Misery by Distort.
Was that those those tunes that raw punk sound was from my friends in Skill Issue out of 
three different places, uh, Delaware, Baltimore, and Philadelphia. Yeah, um, there's, there's three area codes on their band <laughs> 215. Yeah, truly, I truly. like how it's also, um, there's like, it's not just like commas, it's like greater than. So it's like 215 is greater than 302, which is greater than 410. Yeah, that that makes it a little bit more dicey to say because I don't mm. know how many people would agree with that, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let that I'll let that slide. But um, reason I wanted to play this is I was introduced to this band uh, through YJ because he filled in for Wasted Space um, on the couple days of tour that uh, Collective Action couldn't play, and they played a skill issue. Uh, from my understanding, it was like a bunk show in in uh, Philly very sparsely attended but they really vibe together uh mm. the skill issue homies and and everybody else and we just we're all in a group chat now and we've been waiting for them to to release music and you know i i listened to it i was like you know this is pretty cool um it has this like very true punk like if you if you like any of the bands on roach leg records out of uh new york uh for any of the true punk heads you'll understand what that means uh if you like any of that stuff this is up your alley so I was like, yeah this is, this is this is neat Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I saw the tapes sell out. I think within a day, I'm like, "Wait, what's what, what's going on?" Because like, <laughs> not that I didn't think it was going to go over well, but like I, I didn't expect it to sell out in a day. And I was like, "This is this is kind of crazy mm-hmm. how much traction this is taking on." And a lot of uh, positive press from like people in Japan, No Echo interview, and all that stuff. I'm like, "This is they're, they're on to something." Yeah. Um, but these are these are a lot of younger kids. Um, I can't, I don't know if all of them identify this way, but a, lar- a large amount of people in this band are trans mm-hmm. and certainly an aspect to the music that they're creating. Cause I think, uh, influenced by a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm unfamiliar with as far as like the more raw or punk stuff, but gloss has certainly come up in the group chat of, uh, things that inspire, uh, them as artists and, uh, Teddy, CC Lewis, uh, all those, all those cats are just amazing people. Um, and I like to see kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, fight on site, like, uh, and, and people miss this a lot. Cause like, the, I think that when, when, when people would talk about this, when it became more prominent, like 10 years ago of, of seeing more women and femme people on, on stage, uh, instead of like where you might traditionally see them at a hardcore show, people always assume that it's like a gimmick or that like that's the reason that you're listening to you identify right with the people on stage and like while, while some of that can be true like it is great to see people that live a similar lifestyle or or like you as far as orientation gender like uh ethnicity whatever it may be but like it to me i think it's just important to get perspectives of people because uh like the fight on site gals were saying like hardcore is supposed to be a place for like outsider type of people. And if you really think about it in society, uh, there's many different types of outsiders, especially right now where you're seeing a lot of, uh, stuff both in Canada and in the United States of, uh, anti-trans like rhetoric and things involving education, uh, and just in a lot of other different realms too. Like it's important to get perspective from, from people from these communities, uh, whether it's, political in nature just talking about their own existence like it's just it's, it's important to to have a platform for that like it doesn't mean that every single band that 
has a trans person in it or has someone, uh, a non-white person in it, it's going to be good. There's bad bands and <laughs> there's a ton of bad hardcore bands just in general. It's cool to just see something organic like this come out where it seems like it and they're uh, pushing for some really uh, like down in the dirt kept style of like punk stuff that's really abrasive mm-hmm. uh and so i i can i can fuck with this and i'm hoping to see them continue doing well like i hope they're, they're releasing some more tapes i, I think they're going to have some live whenever they play next um but yeah no i just can't get enough of, of the people and I'm, I'm hopefully we'll see the band one day yeah i think like just to echo what you were saying jack like I think to me, hardcore, the, the beauty of hardcore is being able to see a band that you like and like maybe there's people that you uh, look up to, like who play in the band, to see them on a stage, maybe it's even on the floor, and then to see them like literally in the same, occupy the same space as you in the pit in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. in the merch hallway, whatever it is, like that is enough for someone who's like new to this to be like, wow, like someone who I can identify with without even knowing the person's backstory, their name, any of that. Um, Like that's super inspiring. And it's super important that we uplift those people because, you know, like you said, it's not just because of like whoever's got the hottest record or whoever's got this, but like, I think it is important it, I think it does more for, I think it's a, a more long-term play uh, to do that versus having another band that has just like an all white cis uh, demographic of dudes playing in it. So um, it, it, it's not by any means like to tokenize any of these things, but I think it's like, it is important that we upkeep um, the the involvement of of those minorities in our scene that is still very much like um like it's about like there is a lot of bands still to this day who are kind of in that like it's just like dude core to a degree and i feel like it is important just to kind of like really not like keep those people silent but just to keep the the it's more important to be uplifting those people and giving those shots. But I totally agree with you, Jack. There's just because it's like, Oh, there's a little bit of a uniqueness. Like there's a bunch of bands that we don't talk about that, that have those, you know, groups of people in it, which is like, it's not because it's just the music is the thing that really is the, um, the main driver for a lot of the features. And then it's more of the, the getting into the weeds of it, of like, you know like the members and the backstories and that's why we do this podcast is like we can get into those things but the initial curiosity point is always going to be the music and and it, and it should always be that way for sure yeah and one last thing i'll say on that before we go to our, our the, the last track of the episode is like to me and i'll, I'll go a little bit further on a limb uh, on this is there shouldn't be in someone's mind a type of person that comes like a, you shouldn't be able to draw like or imagine someone in your brain that is like the typical hardcore person. Like that mm-hmm. should be very difficult to do. And that's why the, it needs to be truly diverse in the scene and both of just like uh, the, the demographic areas, but also in like thoughts and opinions and things like that, which, which is sometimes even more divisive nowadays. Um, 
I think part of being punk uh, in the punk aspects of hardcore is to be challenging to people uh, and whether that's talking about an issue that's really sensitive and opens up a, a larger discussion or just like the existence of someone, I guess it's challenging like the narrative that someone puts on like what trans people are like, what, what, what Latinx people are like or same thing or something like that. And the, the last thing I'll say on it is I feel like the society outside of hardcore tries to put people into these categories uh, based on, on your race or your ethnicity or, or your uh, sexual orientation or whatever. And what I, what I think hardcore should be is more equitable in having everyone have the same level playing field. Because like, it's not insane. This we're not, I don't, I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm just going to say for myself, like, I'm not saying that like bands that have, uh, black people in them or bands that have trans members in them are better than bands that are just a bunch of regular ass white dudes that look like me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it's saying that like, Oh, any, any type of person that has a, a drawing, uh, art is drawn to hardcore and feels like that's their home. Like they belong, they deserve to have a voice that's equal to everybody else's. And then you can seek out what you want from it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, well, well said. Um, one last track before we end things um, on this very chaotic episode, um, but uh, a great episode nonetheless. Uh, we're going to be listening to another repeat Listen Up uh, feature. Um, we're going to be listening to Nomad. Um, the track we're going to be checking out is called The Punishment off their new EP on Skylines of Embers, which is through, and I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this fucking record label's name. It's... Um, Ep- oh God, Aperia. Oh, oh dude, I think we did this last time. Uh, Aperia. I think I would say it. This one's tough for me. It's, I think it's. I heard people say Ephra, but I think that's wrong. I feel like it's Aperia. Okay, we're we're gonna go with Aperia. Yeah, that, that sounds. Sorry, Grady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's cool to see the amount of like, like there's there's a ton of like great straight edge bands in the mix, but it's cool to see more and more vegan straight edge bands who are kind of like getting a lot of um attention and nomad is like definitely a band that you know really impressed me with their first release i think when we originally featured Mm -hmm. it i was like this cover art seems like something out of national geographic and this feels something that's a little bit more i guess uh self-aware as far as what it's gonna be um but yeah i i've been i I feel like it, it's playing all a lot of similar uh, nodes that uh, we heard for the Morningstar track a little bit earlier, um, but even just yeah. a little bit heavier in in aspects of it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I definitely would would say that sonically for me, I prefer what uh, Nomad's going for over uh, Morningstar. But uh, one thing I'll just add real quick before you listen to the track, I think the album art reminds me a little bit of the it's like almost a contrast or like a, a different variation of something of what we saw on the broken bow, uh, Anthropocene, mm. um, yeah. Alamar. I don't know why that strikes me, but it, it, it seems like it, you, both of those images could be in the same book or like a zine or something like that, talking about, uh, the ecosystems that are in danger and stuff like that. So like, I, I like that touch to it. I don't know if that was intentional or if there's like, maybe we'll start seeing more art like this coming from, you know, straight edge and vegan band, yeah. but I'm, I'm about it. Broken Vow 
Broken Vow Nomad tour or show at the very least would be very, very cool. Um, oh, I, I could see it happening. Yeah. yeah. If it hasn't already, it might, it might have, but we, we need more of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Punishment by X Nomad X. Let's get after it. like a very uh somber way to end this episode um but i vibe with it um before we recap uh, uh, yeah. f- favorites of each of ours 
favorite that I brought to the table, oh, favorite yeah, you was, brought to the it, table. Yeah, that's right. Because we have been doing that. Um, let's see. How about you go first? I need to think on mine because there's a lot of contenders here that I could pick from. Um, I think I'm going to have to give it to... Um, it's a very close tie between um, two bands, but I'm going to give it to Skill Issue. I really liked that like very like distorted guitar like punk vibe to it um like i was gonna check uh uh check coronary but i i think that skill issue mm-hmm. track just like r- pleasantly surprised me i like the vibe that they're going for so i'm gonna give it to oh, them yeah. uh i would say for mine I really liked that Gasm track, but you know, I'm gonna say Distort probably took it for me since it, I hadn't listened to it, it. It sounded exactly the way that I was hoping, uh, and now I'm really excited to dig into the full LP after this uh, while I'm at the gym doing actual gym stuff instead of <laughs> <laughs> doing the pod. But uh, I will give an extra shout out to the Mouth for War track because. I was very impressed by that too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think they're doing that like very technical style of, uh, of like the metal core, like harder stuff, like really well. And it's still a band that's on my, uh, checklist of stuff that like, I want to see live. Yeah. Uh, they come here many, many times and it's always at the wrong time and I can't make it work on like a weekday or something, but, right. um, uh, yeah, but this, this month was, was stacked. Uh, very, very sad. Yeah. I feel like this was a, a very, you know, we, I'm thinking of like September, like we had fucking so many like of the, the heavy hitters, but this was like a lot of heavy hitters that you weren't, that you wouldn't expect to hit super hard. So, um, I, I love writing for the, uh, the up and comers always. So just want to give a quick plug to all the bands Listen to Hold My Own, listen to You're the Knife, listen to Colin of Arabia. Special shout out to Fight on Sight uh, for calling in. Uh, highly recommend you check out that their new EP. Um, shout out to Corneria, shout out to Gasm, Rip, um, shout out to Result of Choice, shout out to A Morning Star, shout out to No Value, shout out to Dusty, um, shout out to Mouth <laughs> for War, Erode, Distort, um, Skill Up. Oh, Come on, computer. Skill issue and Nomad. Um, that concludes Listen Up, Best of October. Um, we got two more months for this year and still a lot of hardcore to be released. So, you know, Listen Up is the place to uh, to get things, uh, to get educated on all that. Um, thanks for joining me once yeah. again, Jack. Um, I will... Yeah, this was fun. It, it feels nice to be back at it and doing it, and you know, doing it on home turf for me. So, um, I, I swear we'll have a, and, and, a a more proper setup. Jack Jack won't have internet dying in the middle of the episode <laughs> again, but you know, we just uh, we yeah. just keep things rolling here. So, yeah. No, no, last thing I'll say is uh, I'm proud of us for making it through this because I've gone to three different locations. Uh, <laughs> and two different devices. Uh, so respect uh, for the patience for both of us to get, to get through this. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next time on Listen Up. Listen to new hardcore. <laughs>